Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You are Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day on the Locked on Podcast Network. Hello, I'm your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott of zonecoverage.com. Tony, how you doing today? I'm doing real good, Joe. Uh just uh just keeping on, keeping on playing Breath of the Wild. Um back in action today. We talked about how my computer died on Monday's episode. I uh, have it replaced. We're uh we're good to go. We're ready to roll and uh and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to like piece together my workflow back uh from the uh, the convoluted mess it was but uh you know there's also really good opportunities to streamline things uh should be okay should be okay perfect well we're back in action it sounds like you're back to almost full strength so we shall proceed with the show i think we're going to do a mailbag episode today we uh we took your questions on twitter again if you have questions don't necessarily you know you don't if you don't have twitter you don't have to worry about that just drop us a line in our email inbox Go to LockedOnWild at gmail.com for those mailbag questions in the future when we put a call out for them. Uh, in fact, you can leave it whenever, too, just to say hi and tell us how you're doing. If you're new to the show, uh, this is Locked On Wild. You can download us at uh, pretty much any podcast service you use. And uh, if you are using those podcast services, feel free to drop a review. We do appreciate that as well. Downloading and subscribing is is helpful as well because if you hit subscribe, you get to download those, those uh, new episodes every day they come out because we are a daily podcast. So welcome to those new people that are you know bringing their uh, their ears to Locked On Wild on a regular basis. Anyways, Tony, the the mailbag episode. Uh, I know we put out a call for questions the other day, and I know we got a bunch. Do you have? the questions lined up joe do i have the questions lined up of course i do of course you i do. got your back uh the first one comes from wild prospects and young players who do you feel could be the biggest dark horse to make an impact on the play in 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 the opening round that's a really good question i was when i was watching the scrimmage on saturday i was trying to think okay what guy could be the x-factor Everybody knows that Kevin Fiala is going to be the guy that is going to garner the most attention, but who's really going to be the X factor? Obviously, goaltending is is also a situation that needs to be done. But trying to think of somebody that really can you know come out of nowhere and 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 take over and, and go on a hot streak, and I do think maybe if he gets some real opportunities, I think a guy like like Ryan Donato can get real streaky and real hot. We saw when he first joined the wild, he got, uh, I don't know. It was like 15 points in like 20 something games or it was, it was, it was actually probably 16 games. It was almost a point a game. Like he can get real hot for a short period of time and uh, he could be real dark horse. Now there's a big caveat to that because he's got to get the opportunities and the ice time. And, and if he, I don't know if he can necessarily do that on the fourth line next to Miko Koivu. So we'll see how that, plays out but i would say like he has a real chance to be a quote-unquote dark horse is jewel erickson act too obvious for this one not from you but that's only because i know you <laughs> yeah but i i mean if if, if jewel erickson acts not too obvious and i i think he is under the radar on a uh on a grander scale mm-hmm. um but i i i think we have a pretty good handle 
uh, the people who are listening to this episode uh, of <laughs> Jules Erickson Eck and what he can do. Uh, right. I think that uh, I think he can make a, a huge impact uh, just defensively against uh, against the Vancouver top line. You know they're going to have to uh, they're they're going to be able to match them uh, pretty hard with the uh, with mm-hmm. the Elias Pettersson J T Miller line uh, to start with, and and even you know on on the road like they'll be they'll be able to shut down whatever Vancouver puts out in front of them. So uh, I, I think that alone would be pretty huge in a series like that. Um, going down the roster, I wonder if Alex Galchenyuk could poke his head out in, in this playoff series now. He hasn't necessarily been like a huge playoff guy in the past, mm-hmm. just 13 points in 28 games, so that's that's not very much, but... He was starting to look okay in Minnesota system uh, yeah. near the uh, near the end of it, and uh, the uh, the interesting thing about him maybe is that of his four playoff goals, Joe, uh, two of them came in overtime. So, ooh. and he did score against Vancouver in overtime in Vancouver. Um, I think a couple weeks prior to the uh, the shutdown. So maybe there's something there. Maybe he's was got that overtime or was that the shootout? Well, you're right. It was the shootout. And he scored the tying goal in that game, too, in the third That's period. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, if, if 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 I'm not allowed to say Jules Eriksson Eka, I'll say Alex Galchenyuk. That's a good one. All right. Next question is, what team to land the number one pick is the worst case scenario from a tortured <laughs> Wild fans perspective? Right now... It's a toss-up between Chicago and St. and not St. Louis. I was uh, Chicago and and Winnipeg, right? Because St. Louis and both Colorado are in the the round robin of the uh, of the teams that don't have to play in this qualifying round. So Dallas would, too. Yeah, but I think Winnipeg's got enough young pieces that could be really really good. If they get like a, an Alex Lafreniere, and of course Chicago, they just need to start sucking. <laughs> I mean that would that would be uh, that. I mean they have been sucking, but that would be uh, that would be the life the life raft they need. They got the third overall pick last year in the uh, in the lottery, and they got Kirby Doc with it. And I don't know, he looked all right. It looked like he was up too soon, a yeah. little bit. Um, they but, still have. Uh, Alex DeBrinkett, who's pretty solid too. DeBrinkett's really good, and like every team, I think passed on DeBrinkett. So right, yeah. Uh, so. You you only have yourself to blame if you're literally any other team <laughs> for the DeBrinkett one. Um, I I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, Vancouver winning is going to be the number one from the tortured wild fan perspective because you're going to be thinking for the next 15 years of watching this guy in a uh, Canuck yeah, sweater. Yeah, that could have been us. Yeah, if the Wild just didn't win game, or if they won, if they lost game five, Vancouver wouldn't have gotten that first overall pick. If freaking so. Kevin Fiala didn't score in overtime in game five, we'd have Alexis Lafreniere. Yeah, think of that. That is torture. Stick the knife in and twist it, why don't you? <laughs> All right, we're going to get back to more of your questions, but I do want to talk to you first about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is a unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to the show. It's Tony and Joe here for your mailbag on Locked On Wild. Again, make sure you like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Wild, and uh, definitely follow us along as we uh, gear up for the qualifying series with the Vancouver Canucks. And, and we're obviously doing your mailbag show today. Tony's got more questions locked in the hopper, and we've got quite a few to get through. So go ahead, and Tony, you can uh, take over. A lot of these are from Tom. I'll tell you when it's not from okay. Tom. What center does the team target to play between Kirill Kaprizov and Ken Fiala next season? Targets? Like, is it like a draft or like a free agent? Uh, I'm guessing you agent, can go whatever way that you want, Joe, whatever way your little heart desires. I, <laughs> I personally don't think that the center spot for free agency looks great. I really don't. Um, and you're going to overpay and you're just not going to have the cap space to overpay a center in my mind. So I would say that like you put Jewel lyrics and in between them. And then if you have to, you bring back Koivu on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the better option to do that than than overspend on a on an aging first line center or something like that. When really, I don't feel like this free agent crop is is really got first line ability in it, or at least they're past their prime. I mean, you could make a trade, but I'm I'm sure you're probably going to go that way. Uh you know I am because you know I love me some Anthony Cerelli. <laughs> uh, just uh just uh, a a beautiful player, moi, uh, spicy meatball. I don't know if he's actually Italian or not. I don't think so either. Uh, he probably isn't, but that's fine. Um, you you have a name like Serelli, and I'm gonna be like, that's 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 an Italian name. <laughs> but yeah, Anthony Serelli, he's uh, he's down in the Tampa Bay Lightning organization, uh, kind of stuck in a in a weird spot right now. And, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is in uh, some cap hell, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe you could swoop in and, and, and get them off their hands for uh, not a ton. And Tampa has Braden Point at center. They have uh, mm-hmm. Steve Stamkos that can step in. They have uh, Tyler Johnson at center. Um, and, and obviously you don't want to trade Anthony Sorelli if, if you're them because he put up Selkie-level defense for you and scored – 44 points in, in 68 games last year uh playing you know a lot of second line duty a lot of um a lot of uh uh, uh penalty killing minutes uh mm-hmm. not a top power play player so that's pretty productive uh 44 points in 68 games under those right. circumstances um so normally they wouldn't want to part with someone like that and they definitely don't want to 
Um, but the thing is, Tampa's got themselves in such a cap hell, and they got to they got to pay uh, they got to pay Mikhail Sergachev this off season. I think Braden Point just took a two year bridge deal, and he's going to need a raise next year. Sure. Um, so uh, you might be able to shake him loose, and I, I think that he would be a really good complement for that top line. I mean, just defensively alone, like. Even if it doesn't work out, even if he's Jordan Stahl, which is kind of what I think is the closest comparable to like the worst case scenario in trading for Sorelli, because uh, you remember Pittsburgh got Jordan Stahl, uh, they had Jordan Stahl, and they traded him to Carolina in a pretty big trade, and it mm. worked out all right for Carolina, but Jordan Stahl wasn't maybe the player that they hoped, but at the same yeah. time, like Jordan Stahl is a guy who is able to anchor your top six and. Uh, for the most part, puts up, you know, 45 to 50 points a year. Like, you can't hate it. Um, and if that's the worst-case scenario for him, which I kind of think that is the case, that is the worst case, then whatever. Throw him between <laughs> throw him between Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala. Let them do the offense. Let, uh, let Anthony Sarelli do the... Uh, do the uh, do the defense also speaking of pronunciations we're we're getting Kaprizov wrong still. Um, oh, we are, aren't we? We are. We are getting Kareel Kaprizov wrong, but that's okay. We're 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 gonna get better. Oh, um, your laptop was dead, so you didn't have the tapes to listen to at night. <laughs> uh so that that that's my that's my guy. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. So, um, I know you've been on on the uh, Sorelli tale for uh, for a while now, so. How I rate are Minnesota Wild fans allowed to get when the team re-signs Miko Koivu this offseason? <laughs> Being the fact that I just suggested it as a possibility, are people really going to get irate? I think so. Um, really? Yeah, I do. Just because I think it's Miko, and I think uh, I, I think there are people who kind of unfairly pin, uh, you know, whatever failings the team has on yeah, Miko. Years on him. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I, I think that uh, I think that he's gonna get a lot of guff from that when he comes back. I mean, you, you've heard, you've heard people like going up to the trade deadline, like people in the media even who are just like gleefully imagining Miko Koivu going away, which is kind of a weird thing for me to or to listen to. Just like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like I would, I would tell Miko that like, I. We would love, we would love so much if you left, Miko. We'll, we'll, we'll pack your bags. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll pay for your flight, or like, just like weird that that anyone would like be that invested emotionally in getting rid of Miko Koivu. Um, so I think they will. I, I don't, I don't think you should get irate, maybe because I, I don't know who Koivu would be blocking. If he came into the right. season playing in a fourth line spot like Nico Sturm, maybe. But like, mm-hmm. are you that excited to see Nico Sturm? I mean, he he might be a fine fourth line center, but I I got I've got no investment in Nico Sturm. So I, I think I think the only way that I would be irate is some sort of long term, more than one year kind of deal, which isn't and- going to happen. Which which shouldn't happen, and I don't foresee Bill Guerin judging on some of the things that he's Billy done so Guerin. far. Billy <laughs> Guerin. I don't know if he's Italian, but he's not. Uh, 
you know, I just think that being that this year's and next year is going to be weird uh, with free agency and things um, in order to plan a cap and kind of like you're and sign some of your other players that maybe just a one year deal wouldn't be all that terrible if you can't land a top line center and still continue to try to center by a platoon. All right. Um, next question uh, for Giuseppe Di Bulli. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Joe. Which current top four blue liner is going to be the one who gets moved when Kalen Addison's play warrants it? We kind of touched on this in yesterday's episode. Or maybe even just off air when we I were chatting. I think we were doing it off air. Yeah, we were chatting about it a little off air. Um, this idea that because Addison is in the mix, that Dumba is just all of a sudden left for dead. And I just don't see it. I think there's a lot of Dumba that still could be had here that shouldn't be given up on. And like I said, even before uh, earlier in the season, when Dumba's going well and he's scoring a bunch of goals, yeah, his trade value might be sky high, but it's he's also a huge asset to your team. And I don't think that when he's not going well that he's so bad that you just ditch him either. So I I like Dumba a lot on here. I I think Brodeen offers a lot in a trade, but not like I want to see Brodeen necessarily gone. So Maybe, I, I, I don't know uh, which top four one. I, the, the big question is, like, is, is Addison a top four defenseman at this point? And mm. I think that you could play a couple years in a shelter goal, even on the third pairing. Let's say he will be, though. I, I can still see a scenario where Minnesota keeps their, uh, their top four defense intact, right? Because you've got Matt Dumba under contract for another three years. You have Jared Spurgeon under contract for another seven years. That's the right side of Minnesota's defense, which is the side Kalen Addison plays on. They're not going to trade. They might trade jo- uh, Jonas Brodine to mm-hmm. make room for somebody, maybe even just cap room, maybe just trying to uh, to get some assets for the future if you know that you're not going to re-sign him. That still might happen, but they're not going to do it just so they can play Kalen Addison on the left side. Like, that's not going to... That's not going to make too much sense. Right, so no. if anyone is going to move uh, in order to make room explicitly for Kalen Addison, it would be it would be Matt Dumba. But here's the thing, right? Uh, if you have a really good defense prospect coming up, you could use him as trade ammunition to bring in, uh, you know, whatever player that you're looking for on the trade deadline. Right. It doesn't have to be one of the established defensemen mm-hmm. who gets moved because uh, your prospects are currency. Uh, Absolutely. You know. and, uh, and Brad Hunt certainly isn't long for this team either, so I could see him potentially coming up. Like I said, you could play um, you could play him, Addison, in a, in a lower role with some power play time and still still get by for while he's kind of developing as well too. It's not the end of the world. We're going to have to start calling him Brad Job Hunt. <laughs> Puns. They're great. We are going to take a short break and we'll come back and we'll get into more of your questions on Locked on Wild. Welcome back to Locked on Wild for your final segment for your mailbag episode here. Again, uh, your mailbag questions can come in either via Twitter, just follow us at, at Locked on Wild, or over email. Just email us at lockdownwild at gmail.com. 
All right, Tony, I think you counted it up during the break. We have four questions left, so let's try to get through them before time runs out. Why don't we get into them right away? What is it going to take for the org to realize that Donato is not, repeat, not a fourth-line center? He's not a fourth-line center. I, I, you got to think that they already know that he's not a fourth-line center, but they need some bodies down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would say Felino's probably a, a solid fourth-liner, third-liner, but he's on the third line right now. So were you, were you going to – I mean, Victor Rask, really? Like, ugh. I'd rather him on the bench than than on the fourth line. Well, I don't think the team sees Ryan Donato as a fourth-line center, Joe. I don't think they see him that way either. They but... see him as a fourth-line winger. Ooh. Um, Was I saying center? No, 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 no. The, the question was center. Oh, yeah. No, he's uh, not a so... center. Yeah. Um, yeah, the thing is, with uh, with the team as it is right now, uh, I, the the only thing that you gotta say with uh, with with Donato is where are they going to find a place to put him? Would it be terrible to put him on a line with Luke Cunning? No, but uh, and, and, even and you even gotta then, find a pivot for him. But you gotta find someone who can play defense. But yeah, like you would have to find someone to play defense. But uh, I I don't think that would necessarily be terrible. Uh, both of them, at least at their best, right? Like to shoot. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I, I just don't know how he's breaking into the top six, I guess is what I'm saying. You've got Kaprizov, you've right. got, yeah. um, you've got, uh, Fiala, you've got, uh, Parise still holding on to a spot there. Yeah, um, Greenway. Green, uh, yeah, Greenway's probably not getting in your top six. Um, he's there right now. Mm, <laughs> I guess. I guess we'll see how long it goes. Right. Um, but, yeah, um, whatever whatever prospects are coming up in the next couple of years, I, I think that uh, I think that there uh, is going to be a lot of log jamming on the uh, on, on the left wing of the uh, of the death chart. And I, especially if you sign Marcus Foligno, I, I don't know where the room is for Ryan Donato. So, OK. So yeah. maybe if Foligno gets extended, which sounds like will happen, um, Donato is your casualty there, maybe? Yeah, that's that's probably going to be it. Um, going to uh, going to the next one uh, from Tom. Minnesota is most likely going to be picking in the low teens area of the first round. Any offensively dynamic players they should be targeting? You know, just kind of looking through a, a quick scan through some of the uh, the players that are kind of rumored to go around those those times or those uh, those picks. I'm thinking, um, and like I said, I'm just scanning through here, but I'm thinking a player like Seth Jarvis from Portland of uh, of the uh, WHL. Um, he had uh, 42 goals and 58 games played, and he probably would have hit 50 if the season wasn't cut short. So. Um, 98 points as well. Like he really, really had a great season for the Portland Winterhawks. And, um, he is a, he's a forward and can play both sides. It sounds like, and I don't know. I just, like I said, obviously that the the goals kind of jump off and, uh, is noticeable right away. But uh, again, just a quick scan through some of the picks around that at time, like Seth Jarvis is kind of my guy. All right. Um, I, I guess, uh, I guess 
looking through this and and maybe it's a little bit off the board for the the teens because he's he's mostly ranked in the 16 to 28 uh range uh for uh for the uh for like the consensus draft rankings or at least the ones that are, are public is uh Jacob Perot uh who okay. is uh who is the son of Yannick Perot uh if uh if you guys remember Yannick Perot just like I'm pretty sure he was just like a journeyman third line center who would get traded every deadline or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh his uh his kids got some skills. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Corey Promen's rankings. He had him at 18th. So, like I said, it might be a little bit of a reach, but he has his puck skills graded as a 65 on the 20 to 80 scale. Really yeah. great. Hockey sense 65, so he's skilled and smart. And Joe, 70 shot grade. Whoa, okay. Scored 39 goals in 57 games uh, this year for the Sarnia Sting. But his shot does must be deadly if it's getting a seventy rating. Oh yeah, it's, I mean, like you you have to have a good shot, really, to get uh to get thirty nine goals in fifty seven games in in yeah. pretty much any league. Like even like right. even the Minnesota State High School League, like nobody's putting up those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Well, right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, those uh those are the things we we've I've mentioned Lindell. Uh, for right. that spot, uh, he's not that necessarily. Be, that might be a little bit earlier, though, right? Yeah, might might be a little bit earlier. It's going to be right around when Minnesota drafts if they lose in the first round. Um, okay. And uh, and I I like Lindell, I think, um, but he's not. You know, he's not that kind of player. Um, either. Okay. So all right, we'll... just a couple more minutes here. A couple more questions. All right, we'll we'll do this real fast. Uh, will Kapakakinen get a legit shot with the club during next season, whenever that is? Yes, I do actually. There we go. I agree. Uh, there, there's, there's not really any way that that doesn't happen unless they're really committed to Staylock and sign a uh, a goalie in the off season. They're yeah. not gonna, they're not gonna try to do the same thing again. Right. Who takes the C after Koivu? Immediately or just immediately? We're it, yeah. it, it's it, we're we're seeming to be led to believe it's it's going to be one of two people. It's either Spurgeon or Felino, right? That's kind of the the consensus of the two players. That's kind of the vibe. Yeah, I um, that's a good question because I I heard this the other day, and I think that maybe they they might just rotate some A's next year, um, and maybe not necessarily go straight to a captain, but um, or maybe that'd be the way to go. I don't know if they go and name a captain immediately after Koiva loses right away, but uh, I th- I do think Spurgeon is probably right up there as, as one of my top favorites for captain. I'm going to say Spurgeon mostly because you know he's going to be around. He's around for seven years. He's got a no-move clause. He's, right. uh, he's you know, if you, if you, whatever his leadership style, like he is a player I think that, uh, that people in the team respect and look up to. He's mm-hmm. a player in the league that people respect. And uh, and I think that uh, I think that he'd be a fine choice. Okay. Last one. Nope. We done. Oh, we're done. We're done. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. All right, Tony. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at ohi Tony. You can find my work at zonecoverage.com/wild. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at joeboo15, as well as follow my work on Fridays at zonecoverage.com/wild.
without the H. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.